0: Hey, hey, remarkable people, this is Tracy Robbins, and you are listening to Thy Neighbor Podcast. This podcast is designed to inspire you to expand your community, to connect more often with those who are in your path, and of course, to love thy neighbor as thyself. You will hear from individuals in my day-to-day life who are crushing it and making the world a more lovely place to inhabit. Have a
1: listen. My name is Natalie. Um, I live in Virginia now, but I am a Marylander by birth for a lot of my life. Um, But I I did realize a few years ago, I was like, oh, man, I've actually been in Virginia for more of my adult life than I have Maryland. So that's weird. Um, But I I do love the state of Virginia. My husband is Tim, and we have been married for almost four years now, and you obviously flew out for the wedding, which was fantastic of you to do, Um, and we have a nine-month-old daughter named Pippa now, and I still teach Spanish. I teach for a virtual school, Um, so not a ton has really changed for me except that our enrollment kind of exploded um, once... Uh, th- like for this school year because of COVID. So um, I also am the oldest of three siblings and I'm very close to them, I'm very close to uh, my parents. Um, and we live about 35 minutes from Kim's parents too. So that's really good because uh, it's just been great for Pippa to have excellent grandparents on both sides. Um, so I think that's, that's probably me in a nutshell. I, I, like reading. And I, so here's the thing. I say I like the outdoors a lot, but I don't go outdoors a lot. And I wish I did. I think it's because I feel like I'm always getting stuff done in the house. And I, I also like my house. Um, but hypothetically, I like outside too.
0: <laughs> I love the honesty. Thank you so much. <laughs> I I always thought of you as this really independent woman who wasn't waiting on a man to come and rescue her or really spending a lot of time worrying too much about that and I kind of feel like your experience in meeting Tim and that relationship developing to the point that you actually got married can you tell us about that or tell me about that experience
1: yeah, well, I'm super flattered that you see me that way. That's very, that's very really lovely. Um, <laughs> so, I, it's funny that you say that, though, because in high school, I don't know, I always got the impression in high school, not necessarily with my friends, but with other people that, like, in magazines, there's always, like, a lot of, like, ooh, this guy, very cute, da-da-da-da, and I, for whatever reason, in high school, was just, like, not super interested in dating, even to the point that I was like, Ooh, I don't think I want to get married. That doesn't look very interesting. I just want to like move to my own apartment, maybe get a small dog, buy beautiful postage stamps, and like live the independent life. Like <laughs> why why would I Natalie, go from postage like, stamps? <laughs> yes, look, there are different qualities of postage stamps. Like I picking out beautiful postage stamps at the post office is a small simple pleasure in life, and I just, it it is a great, a great joy of mine. Like, my parents growing up, like, I don't know, they had this, now it looks like a great system, but she would, like, fill out this, like, orange envelope and be like, I need stamps, here's the money, and then the post lady would put the stamps in her envelope, but she never got to pick them, and sometimes they were really boring, and so I was like, you know what, someday I really want beautiful postage stamps and really pretty checks. Like, I don't want the boring checks from the bank. I want really pretty checks. So priorities, that's what I wanted. Um, And I was like, I don't, why would I go from, like, living under my parents' roof to, like, living with some guy that I'm married to and stuck with? And then my junior year of high school, Tracy, I got strep throat. And I have a pretty good immune system. But I got strep throat. I'm, you know, 16, and I'm, like, lying on the couch, like, down and out for the count. And it occurs to me, as I'm lying on the couch, and my mom's, like, making me chicken soup or, like, probably, you know, some fake chicken brothy type soup. And I'm like, if I got this sick when I was living by myself, there would be no one to take care of me. I would be stuck. How would I do this? And I was like, you know, I may need to reconsider getting married at some point <laughs> if I can. So that kind of, like, made me reconsider the idea of, like, maybe at some point getting married. Um, and so then, I, you know, obviously then I, like, dated in high school and college and after college, um. But I think you asked me how I met Tim. Is
0: that right? Yeah, but I also am curious, Natalie, have you always been such a practical person? Because you are very practical.
1: I think so. I have a great appreciation for efficiency in, like, a lot of areas of life. Mostly time. I really don't have a lot of patience for people who are inefficient with time. Um, Also money, though. Like, just lack of efficiency all around really bothers me. Um, Anyway, so... Tim, I was, one thing I really enjoy about you is we both got married in our 30s, which I think is a very different uh, experience than if you get married in your 20s. Like, would you agree with that?
0: I would agree. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, But so I, obviously, living in Northern Virginia, um, I went to, there was a Christmas party. And so I went to this Christmas party with my roommate, Melissa. And um we chatted with some people that we kind of knew sort of, you know, not super well. Somehow it like morphed into like we all decided we were gonna have a New Year's Day brunch and Tim, I, he was at this party, I don't think we spoke, we've talked about this, I don't think we spoke at this party, Um, but he spoke to Melissa, because Melissa, years before, had dated a guy that Tim had worked with, so they loosely kind of recognized each other, anyway, she was like, oh yeah, we're going to have this brunch, you should come, and he was like, great, so he came to this brunch, he brought his roommate, my roommate, Melissa, like, chatted it up with his roommate, And at that brunch, I learned that Tim had done a mission trip to the same town in the Dominican Republic where I had lived. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we should be best friends. Like, he seems like an extrovert and I'm an extrovert. We should be good friends. Um, So, and he I don't know that he was necessarily having, like, the same thought process that he wanted to be my best friend. Um, But (laughs) I was like goals here so anyway fast forward my roommate melissa like went out a couple times with his roommate josh um and then the four of us just decided to get together and she was like do you think this is a double date and i was like nah definitely not like this is just us like bro life kind of except with two girls and we're gonna go like hang out with them so we did And we had a great time. And then Tim, a few days later, like, followed up, like, with this email to us that was like, hey, we had a really good time. We weren't really sure. We've not been on a double date together before. And I was all like, yes. Like, I was not under the impression that this was a double date. And I ate his leftovers off of his plate. Like, this (laughs) is so awkward. What a terrible thing to do. I was not assessing this from a dating perspective. I was assessing this from a fun, hanging out perspective. Um, so then the next time the four of us hung out again, I was like, okay, we need to, like, take another assessment here. Do I want this to be a double date? And he had a beard. And I did not find beards on men attractive. Like, just that was, like, a, a no-go for me. So, um, so we hung out, and I was like, okay, I could, I, could, I could maybe go out and be on board with this situation of a double date. Um, and he called me the next day and asked me out uh, on a date. And so we went, we decided to get dinner and go to coffee first. And so we went to coffee and had a great time. And then we went to dinner and had a great time. Um, and it was one of the situations where I was like, this was so fun, but I know for like normal people, they probably are done with the night because like, I'm an extrovert. So I, I'll keep chatting. Um, but that's, that's, I know not what a lot of people do. Like I, I had gone out with like a couple guys before that who were like, okay, well, it's time to go. And I was like, okay. And Tim was like, Hey, you want to go walk around the mall? And I was like, yes, I do. Let's do that. So, um. So we walked around the mall, and it was the, at the end of the date. I was like, "This is a really fun date. I would go out with him again. It would be great." And so he, I'm trying to remember. I think then he like texted me. and was like, "Hey, do you want to go to a yoga class?" Um, what? Oh, so, but before that, he, what? yes. Did you not know this? He asked you to go
0: to yoga. Yes. Hashtag so, okay, win.
1: What? yeah well so when we finished our first date he was like hey I've got some ideas for our second date and I'm like great and he's like so I thought it could be fun maybe to do like country line dancing and I was like mm, you thought wrong I have no interest in that but I was just like okay and then he was like or we could go do a body pump class and I'm picturing like, like I'm not a cute sweater you know like the girls that like look cute when they're like sweating that is not me I am not attractive when I sweat. So like, I felt like it was like a cartoon and like these little like thought bubbles are appearing above my head. Like I'm picturing me country line dancing and then I'm picturing like me like dripping with sweat in body pump. And then he's like, we can go to yoga. And I was like, yeah, we can definitely (laughs) do that. So he, he texted me the next day. Um, he really liked yoga by the way. Like he probably, I feel like has gone more than I have. Um, but So he talked to me and was like, you want to go to yoga? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So then we're going to yoga, and then I'm, like, trying to, like, not stick my butt in his face, like, doing yoga, because that's really awkward. Um, but it was good, and I didn't sweat too much. And then we went and got food afterwards, and he was just like, I like you. And I was like, that's great. I think I like you, too. And he was like, w- do you want to, like, keep going out? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to meet your family first, so just make sure they're not, crazy but then yes like we can keep
0: going out so that's kind of how that whole thing happened and I'm curious do you feel like it just happened because I feel like it kind of happened you're just doing life and he came into your life (laughs) and then you're like yeah he's gonna stay in my life it's so weird it
1: it was, it was very weird because I think I had kind of gotten to the point where I was like, all right, I'm turning 30 next year. I guess I'll keep, like, you know, going out on dates if someone is there. But, like, I really think I'm just going to have to, like, wait for a round of divorces and, like, marry someone who's divorced with kids. Then I don't have to have kids. Everyone will win. I'm just going to marry someone. Like, that's what I'm – like, I was really, like, this is going to happen, like, you know someone's going to be 5, 7, 10 years into their marriage. Like, maybe I'm pessimist, but I was like, I'll, I'll just have to, like, sit back and wait for that to happen. Um, so, and then he came into my life and was not divorced and didn't have kids, and
0: we still got married. And so tell us about the whole, your thoughts about marriage. Because as as I know, you told me, I'm not getting, I'm not going to have children. I'm just going to adopt. <laughs> and... What changed your mind or softened you? I mean, like, I
1: said that, like, from, uh, like, I, well, actually, I would say high school, because I worked at the library in high school, and these, like, you know, there were, like, story times, and kids would have these, like, meltdowns, and I was like, I'm never having children. That is miserable. Like, this whole situation. And I just, I would say, still even say, like, large groups of small children that are annoying, I really don't enjoy. I don't think I'm, like, a little kid person. And people are always like, oh, but it's different when it's your own. And I'm like, okay, but you this—you can't, it's not like you can, like, test drive it like a car and then not buy the car. Like, that's not how this works. I am not interested in this happening. So." When I was dating Kim, like, once we were, like, kind of talking a little more seriously, I was like, look, like, I don't want to have children. I'm not interested in this. I'm definitely interested in adopting. Uh, it was really cool because his youngest is adopted. My youngest sister's adopted. So I thought that was really neat. Um I was just not interested in doing it. And he – we, I remember specifically having a conversation with him when he was kind of like, you know, what? I don't know if I – I might want kids. And I looked at him and was like, if that's a deal breaker, like you, we need to figure this out like right now. And he was like, no, it's definitely not. Like I I am definitely still interested in you still want to keep going out. And so I think he kind of reached a point where he was like, this is definitely the woman I want to marry and we're just going to have to – Approach this kid's thing later. So we had kind of agreed, first year of marriage, we're just going to be married. Then we'll start talking about kids or whatever. I hate, I really, I hate the term when people say, like, starting a family, I don't I don't know that there's a better term, but I really hate that term because I'm like the family's already started. Like Tim and I were already a family. Right. We we had already started the family. So I really hate that term. So I try to avoid using it. Um so but anyway, that's just a side note. So we are kind of starting to talk about what it would look like to have other people in the already started family and I was still, like, no, no, not interested in, like, trying or whatever, not interested in any of that. Um, So we kind of – it was just kind of a conversation we kept circling back to. It wasn't – I don't know that we were in, like, a rush because where we were living, there wasn't a ton of space anyway. Um, But he was like, I think we should get together with uh, one of the pastors at our church and his wife. He's like, I think we should get together with them and just talk about, like, what we're thinking in terms of kids and stuff and I was like very resistant because I was like okay we can do that but they have five kids so I kind of see what their perspective is like obviously they like kids and I just feel like we're going to get together with them and they're going to tell us we should have kids and I'm not going to be happy Um, and that's like not what happened at all we had dinner with them talked through this whole thing, like, basically told them most of what I've just told you. And they just had a lot of wisdom, and at no point were they like, oh, yeah, you guys be great parents, you should go for it. Like, that, they didn't do that, and I really appreciated that. Um, they said, you know what, first, you guys might want to pray and, like, seek God's will in terms of, like, do you think you are called to parent, Like, we felt really good about that conversation. We prayed about, like, are we, is is parenting something that we should pursue in some fashion? And I think we both felt like, yeah, we we should. Um, And then, you know, obviously the next step was this whole, should we pursue having biological children? And... It's funny because most of our marriage, I was very much like, Lord, you're going to have to change Tim's heart because I, like, you're just, you're you're really going to have to work on him. And um, after that, I, in my prayer time, I, I know some people, I think, hear from God audibly or with, like, specific words. I I don't know that I ever have heard specific words, but I definitely felt like what I was supposed to do was surrender my control over the situation. So my, you know, clinging to and preventing pregnancy, I felt like I was supposed to surrender that up and... But what I really thought was going to happen, Tracy, I was like, okay, here's how this is going to go. Like, I'm going to surrender this. Like, I'm going to take this leap of faith and surrender this. And then we just, like, will not have a child. And then Tim will, like, like we will pursue adoption. That's how that's going to go. Like, I was really, like, I, I just don't like, I I feel like this is what's going to happen so uh, yeah so we we ceased preventing uh, pregnancy and then I got pregnant and had the most miserable like 8 months of my life (laughs) and then we have little Pippa and uh, she is a delight and everyone who said oh it's different when it's your own they were all correct so I can confirm that Um, I really hate it when I'm not right, but I have to say I was very wrong in, in this situation and everyone that said that I would enjoy my own child, they were correct. What I will say though, I had a lot of people that were like, oh, you're going to change your mind about wanting kids. You're going to change your mind. And I just want. On the record to say, at no point did I ever change my mind about, like, wanting kids until, like, obviously when I was pregnant, I was like, okay, well, I guess we're having a child. So, and, you know, now I have changed my mind about having kids. But um, I did not, like, I did not leading up. Like, I, I did not stop preventing pregnancy because I wanted a baby. I did it because I felt very distinctly that that was something I
0: was supposed to do. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm really I applaud you for that, Natalie. That's beautiful. Thank you. yeah. and i'm I'm curious about um, what do you enjoy about being Pippa's mom?
1: Oh man, I okay, so obviously I have nothing to compare it to, but or her like as a as a baby too she, I think she pretty easy as far as babies go. Again, I don't have anything to compare it to, to compare her to, but from what I have heard, I think she's pretty easy. And she's very smiley. Like, my mother-in-law always says, she's like, okay, this child smiles, like, a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess so. Again, I don't know, only my first kid. But she smiles a lot. She's at this stage where she's clapping and that's really cute because I like to think she thinks she's clapping for herself. And so she gets very proud of herself when she stands up. Um, like I said, she's a little redhead. So it's, it's just really precious, a little, little ginger head. Although I am kind of concerned because my whole life, like whenever I was difficult, my mom was like, I can't wait until you have your own daughter and you'll know how difficult this is, and I was always like, jokes on you, I'm not having my own daughter, and now here I am (laughs) with my own kid who has red hair, and I, she, I think she's pretty energetic, like, again, I don't know, but when I see her with other babies that are kind of her age, she seems like she is pretty, pretty extroverted and pretty energetic, and I didn't realize you could Like, know those things about kids that age. Like, I really thought until they were age two, it was just like having a cat around. Like, you you know, one was sort of the same as the other. Uh, But you definitely can. Like, she definitely has a very distinct little personality.
0: How fun. What a joy. And how is it for Tim being a father?
1: He loves being a dad, he just loves it. And she loves him. Like, it's funny, even when now, when when the door closed and you hear him come in she kind of starts looking around and when he comes in she gets this big smile on her face so she definitely knows her dad adores her dad and he um just loves her to pieces yeah,
0: so fun how is that deep into your relationship to see him as a father
1: oh it's so precious to see him with her um just, he'll like play with her and he, it's funny because I feel like in a lot of ways I am very frequently in our relationship kind of the more uh risk taker but he will sometimes toss her really high in the air and I'm like okay that might be higher than what I really want to happen um but he just loves playing with her and it's it's just a joy to see him um with her and we have just a lot of Precious pictures of her on his shoulders and him carrying her in the carrier. Um, yeah, it's it's just really sweet.
0: It's wonderful, and I'm curious. Um, so, in regards to like you, you said that you've maintained your maiden name, so you've kept Natalie Tear, Is that correct? So you didn't... Yeah, So it is.
1: It was. It was supposed to be hyphenated. Like I sent off to the the social security and I put a hyphen in there and they sent me my card back with no hyphen. Like it's just this Tier and O'Keefe on it. Um, so kind of like, you know, in Hispanic culture, how they have two less names, that's kind of what it looks like now. Like I, my social security card has four names on it. And so then when I went to the, get my driver's license, I was like, yeah, I kind of wanted a hyphen in there, but there's not one. And they were just like, okay. And they didn't give me a hyphen either. So I don't really care. I just have my students call me Mrs. O'Keefe because that just seems easier. Um, But, yes, there I kept both of those. I kept the maiden name, so I've got both of those names on my ID. And I have to stop talking about my Social Security card so that no one tries to uh, duplicate it somewhere (laughs) down the line. But, yes, I do have both of those names.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious also about you've talked about how sometimes you feel like you have – some of the maybe traditional trait or traditional things that we associate with a more masculine character and masculine, you know, male versus female roles. And I'm not sure that, I wonder how, like what things do you feel like you resonate with more um, that you feel like both of you maybe give and take in different roles than uh, a tradition maybe speaks to.
1: Yeah, I just think, like, even – it's something that we laugh about even since we got married. There will be times that, you know, if you're looking at, like, your stereotypical um, couple, we've just kind of swapped roles. So, you know, I mentioned earlier, like, Tim loves going to yoga. He loves going to a spa. He loves getting a massage. Like, when we go away, he is looking for a massage. Um now, I love massages as well, but I'm also super cheap, so I don't like spending the money on massages. Uh, so <laughs> that's one thing. Um, if there's something in the house that needs to be fixed, like, I would say in general, and he would agree with this, I am handier than he is. I, I think pretty, like, that. I, I, I'm definitely handier than he is. Um the power tools like I know where all of our power tools are and I think I have probably used them more than he has and just personality wise I think he is more sensitive than I am I think he would say that as well I think he would agree with that statement that he's more sensitive personality wise and like we're I'm always like okay let's go get let's go get our wedding bands tattooed on our fingers and he's like no I'm not really I just think like he is probably more like straight laced than I am like (laughs) um I don't know how young kids are that listen to this but there will be times like we'll go away somewhere and I'm like is this the trip when we're finally going to um Maybe uh, smoke something illegal. You can take this out if you need to. But he'll be like, "No, we're definitely not doing that." And I'm like, "Are you sure? Is this is this gonna is this it?" And he's like, "No, we're not doing that." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh, so it'll just be like random things like that. I'm a very like ask for forgiveness, not for permission type person, and he's kind of more like, uh, "No, let's definitely ask for permission on this." So. Hmm. Yeah, those are probably like the big things. That and do you feel that like you that's were more?
0: Your... Yeah. And do you feel like that's more of your personalities that is coming through on that, or just the way you kind of are as people? And yeah, I I think so. yeah,
1: I think that's just that's just a personality thing that uh and I would say like I probably I have always been someone that appreciates a good power tool and like oh this is broken let's see if we can fix it ourselves i will say there's a significant amount of what i do that is driven my by my interest in saving money so you know whereas tim would just be like oh we need to repaint this room okay like let's hire painters and i'm like we're not hiring painters for (laughs) something we can do ourselves why would we do that that's nonsense um And if, you know, I'm like, oh, I'd like to have a raised garden bed. Like, if the the situation was reversed, he would be like, I'm going to buy this raised garden bed from Wayfair. And I'm like, no, I'm going to make this raised garden bed with my circular saw. So it'll just be things like that that we kind of just, like, will laugh about our differences. But, again, so they're just kind of some, you know, stereotypes that we – don't line up with. So, yeah. So, it was kind of a, not a whole thing, but in when we were getting married, uh, again, love what I do, motivated by my need to save money, and I was like, why would I change my last name when it's going to cost me a few hundred dollars to do that? That doesn't seem like a great, like, why, why would I change my last name? That seems unnecessary. But I did know that when we had a kid or kids or whatever, you know, once we made that decision, I did want to have something name-wise tying me to um our kid not that I think you know I have taught many students who have like a different last name than my mom but I just wanted something um, in case it was ever in question like like oh this is Penelope O'Keefe and this is her mother who also has the name O'Keefe on there. So I did want that on there, but I also wanted to keep tear very strongly.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm curious to you, uh, or curious, um, what's something thing that you're hopeful about right now in the world versus depressed about, <laughs> i just kidding it, but, you know, what's <laughs> something thing that you're hopeful about versus what you're concerned about in the world?
1: What I'm hopeful about in the world versus what I'm concerned about in the world. Well, first of all, it is springtime here. And I feel like spring always kind of um, brings new hope because, you know, everything... What is it about spring? I don't know. Just all the blooming and the warm weather. I just feel like spring makes you feel hopeful. Um, I'm hopeful... When I see that, you know, COVID cases are going down and hopefully things will start to open back up, that makes me hopeful. Um, I, you know, in a few months we're going to be moving closer to my siblings and that makes me hopeful as well. Just uh, the idea of being close to uh, my brother and and sisters and, and my mom and dad. And I think just, you know, it's 2021 and cases are going down people who want the vaccine are getting closer and closer to being able to get the vaccine that makes me feel hopeful you know our tiny family has changes on the horizon so but that also does make me feel stressed because as we discussed earlier I hate moving so
0: <laughs> yeah and as I discussed I'm like who likes it tell me who you are yeah. people tell me yeah Um and I'm curious, um, what is something that you are concerned about in the world, something that you feel like is just intensifying and makes you be more concerned for your life or for Pippa and her future?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it, it, I feel like it, in some ways I'm like, well, it's always something. Um, obviously, like there are different things going around, going on around the world and around the country that I'm always like, oh, this seems like a really terrible situation. Um, you know, I I'm, I try to keep as much as I can kind of, like, my eyes on the, the situation with the, and I'm not going to say the name right, the Uyghur Muslims in China. Right. Um, that, to me, is, like, super concerning and not necessarily being talked about um, enough. So that's a situation that has me pretty concerned. Um, I would say when I look at situations like that, I, and even I think in the beginning of when COVID happened, it really does make me kind of like reconsider what do I actually believe about the sovereignty of God? Like, not what, what do I say I believe, but what do I actually believe about his sovereignty? So, you know, because there, there's really not anything tangible that I can do about a lot of situations, uh, I I, ha- I can just like, it's out of my hands. All I can do is pray. That's it. So uh, I guess I don't know. If, maybe that. Maybe that's what gives me hope. Is just the fact that
0: I am not God, and that is a good thing. Yeah, I love that answer. Control the controllables. What can I actually take care of versus yes. what can control I control? The controllables. That's good. What
1: What is in my realm that I can do? And what is outside of my realm that I, I cannot, you know.
0: So I'm curious, what does it mean to you to love thy neighbor as thyself?
1: Our realtor that we're working with up in Maryland, when we started this whole, when we were trying to decide like, oh, are we, should we move? Um, he, he's actually a former, one of our former pastors. But he said something that has really stuck with me. He was like, "Look, when you are praying about big decisions like this, you know, is is this is making this move something that's going to help you um, love God more and love people more? Is it not, or is it just kind of going to be a neutral, like a wash? You know what I mean? Like, it, does it have no impact either way?" And. So that is something I've kind of been mulling over in my head. Like, what what can you do to love God more and to love people more? Because, you know, that's where we, we get that commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love thy neighbor as thyself. So um, what does that mean to me? Um, some, another thing someone said that really made an impression on me, this was a couple of months ago, it was a girl... Who has two two sons? And she said, "You know, the two the two people closest to me who don't know God are these two boys." And I was like, I like that kind of like blew my mind a little bit, uh, just in the fact that she saw her sons really as two people that she does have to love, even though you know they are in her house. They are still two other people." Uh, to love and be sacrificial to. So um, how you, and this might be a reason that I really value efficiency in time and money because, you know, for me, I think loving others involves your time and your money. So the more efficient I can be with my time and my money, then I will therefore have more time and money uh, with which to use to love others.
0: Hmm. I love that. And one of the things, Natalie, that you do, just like your postage stamp collection, um, I or that idea, is that you write people letters and you make them envelopes out of magazines and you upcycle. Where did you gain your love of sending an actual card in the mail and yeah. doing that for people?
1: Well, I think that mail is we're in the situation where everything is electronic now, which is great for efficiency. But sometimes there is something special about just getting something in the mail. And I send letters to my fifth grade teacher back and forth. And that is something I really enjoy doing.
0: Uh, you, still do question, no, you still do yeah, that? No, I don't know how that applies to your question. You still do
1: that? Yeah. And that only started, like, I don't remember. Like, maybe... Nine or ten years ago, we ran into each other, and somehow I got her address. and We just took like been sending letters, and I know that I love getting a letter in the mail, and so I assume probably other people love getting letters in the mail as well. So I do try to. Do it. Now I will. I will say, Tracy, I am not as good. I I have friends who are so consistent about um sending birthday cards and like Valentine's Day cards and. All the cards, and I just really admire that. I'm not that good for me. It's just like, Oh, I'm thinking about so and so, I guess I'll send them a letter. And then it's really hit or miss if you're gonna get a birthday card. Like, some years, yes, some years, no. It also, in my life, like, if you're someone like you are that has a birthday near another person that's on my radar that has a birthday, you're probably gonna get a card. So, like, in my life, you and my mom and then two of my other friends all have birthdays, like, right in those first few days of September. So, usually, I will remember those. But, like, if someone has, like, a random birthday at the end of April, they're just out of luck. Because I'm not going to remember that because I don't have anyone else to, like, solidify that in my mind around
0: those dates. Mm-hmm. Well, love see you again. Practicality. It's shining through. Shiny. It is
1: it is something, and but you know what? It's also like why don't I just enter people's birthdays in my phone and then they'll pop up to remind me that would be really efficient. But I just haven't done that.
0: I've been the recipient of many of Natalie's letters and cards, and I thought, wow, this is such a nice such a nice gesture, such a nice way to be remembered.
1: sorry, I love it when you when you get them and you send me like a voice memo, you're like. I got your letter and it's beautiful. And I'm always like, that's so nice that she thinks that my little cobbled together magazine envelope is beautiful. (laughs)
0: It's so amazing. Um, And I actually, you know, you talked a lot about, or you mentioned earlier that one of your values is loyalty at the very beginning. And I'm just curious, um, I feel like you are a very loyal friend and a loyal person to those that you have chosen to invest in. and. Is that because you've always been like that or because you saw that as an example in your family or can you tell me more about that?
1: Yeah, that's another one of those things that you would like, again, my temptation is to be like, oh, I'm sure I got that somewhere from my upbringing, but that's not necessarily accurate for my siblings. Not that they're not um, loyal, but they're not as like... I would say probably intentional about like trying to keep in touch with people. Um, Like example, a lot of my like close friends are people that I have known for a very, very long time. Um, So I, where does that come from? I think, I think part of it is just that I, I do value history that I have with people. And if I, if there's someone that I really like that I have history with, uh I, I try and keep in touch with them. So and it's helpful when like like you are someone who will also like reach out to me because there have definitely been times in my life where I'm like, okay, this friendship is basically like 100% like on my side, and it's just kind of like limping along. and I don't have the like time and energy to maintain it. So, it's. I think it's going to have to, like, go by the wayside unless there's, like, some mutual effort um, going on. So, but where did that come from? That is a good question. I don't know. For some reason, just I think a, a shared history with people is really valuable to me. I find it, in some ways, hard to make new friends because I'm like, oh, they don't know me. And so, we, they don't know all these about me um, and so maybe it's just maybe it's really just a part maybe it's just that I'm super selfish and <laughs> I know that my friends that I already have if they have already put up with me for a few years they're probably going to keep putting up with me
0: You're so, funny. so maybe
1: it just comes down to maybe I just maintain those friendships out of pure selfishness <laughs>
0: Well, I think friendships are, they can be such a, um, a conduit of joy in our lives and an opportunity to connect and to also see a different perspective or to connect with a person because we have similar values or similar thoughts. And so it's reassuring that those people exist in the world as well. Uh, but I am curious, Natalie, um, before we go, because I'm going to wrap this up. I know it's been a little while. So, um, but I was just going to say, can you tell me the story? You remember when you told me the story about the flooding in your basement? Oh, gosh, which time? <laughs> so I don't know which time. But I remember, like, you telling me this fiasco about how you had left the house and you came back and it had just been like a day of misfortunate events or there were just several things that happened.
1: Do you remember this Oh, story? this is it this house? Like yes. re- like fairly current, recently? Yes. Oh, it was the perfect storm of things. It was okay. It was like two years ago in July. And it was one of those, like, weird times in July when you, like, it's just been, like, raining for just a very long time. Raining, 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 raining. And we had our, like i was like hey we need our like uh our hvac system like we need a little checkup for the hvac so the guy comes and i'm like hey i know our hvac system is super old because when we bought the house they told us it was super old and he and i'm like so we're you know trying to limp along here and he kind of looks at me He's like yeah no this is not a limping along. like you're gonna need to replace this like this is 20 years old and i'm like oh crap like that's a lot of money because So in case anyone doesn't know, like HVAC systems are a lot of money. And so I'm like, this is not good. This is really bad. And then, again, it had been raining, and I'm in the powder room on the first floor, and there's definitely water, like, dripping from uh, the ceiling. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what in the world? How is this happening? Do we have pipes leaking? This is bad. Um long story short somehow it was like coming from like the front of the house into the bathroom all the bad things so I was like this is awful like the HVAC and now this like water this is not good so then that night I guess I went down into the laundry room in the basement and I like it's like one of those things I'm like walk 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 pink 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 and then I'm like there's, like, like a quarter of an inch of water in there. And I'm like, oh, no. Why? And so I'm, like, looking around, and I'm like, there's definitely water in this laundry room. This is really bad. I, I don't know where this is coming from, but there was water in the laundry room, which wasn't, like, a huge deal for the laundry room because it's, it's an unfinished room in the basement. But I was just like, what? Can life get any worse? And then, as it turns out, it could because... When we went into the next room, um, the which, by the way, is the one room in the basement with carpeting. Nowhere else in the basement is there carpeting. The one room with carpeting, there was, like, somehow, like, mud. Like, there was, like, silt, like a silt mud right along, like, the crease of, like, the wall and the carpeting. And, when, like, when you stood on the carpet, like, you could feel it was wet in the carpeting so long story short we had to pull the carpeting back and it set off this like six month project of like renovating this room because we had to have a french drain put in and a sump pump put in and I never knew what any of those things were before all that happened but then then all of a sudden, you've got, like, water in, in this room, and you have to learn about what those things are and where the water came from. Um, and I had to, like, have, like, guys come out and were like, hey, don't know where this water came from. It just kind of appeared. And one of the guys was like, oh, I think there must be a crack in the cinder block wall behind the wall. And I was like, mm, I really don't feel like that's the case because that doesn't seem like where it came from. And then I learned about a term called hydrostatic water, which is basically just, there was just so much water that day that it just kind of, like, seeped into, through the foundation. And so, I mean, it literally took us, like, six months to get it all finally finished. Um, And in the midst of that, we were like, oh, hey, since we need to tear down this wall, we might as well expand this window that, you know, the window is, like, roughly the size of um i don't know a frying pan and we (laughs) decided to get like a full size window put in and so which is all more money but we had wanted to do it anyway so we figured why not these guys come out with shovels and i'm like shovels really like you have to dig like six feet down this doesn't seem like it's going to end well Two hours later, these guys have dug this, like, man-sized hole, and I was just very impressed. Like, what they did with shovels, it was incredible. Like, I was really thinking they're going to need some sort of very small, like, you know, backhoe. No. These two guys and shovels, like, they just have, like, shoveled out this entire, like, giant... It, It was amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Very impressive. Have the whole new window put in it was just like a whole thing, and I hope I never, I hope I never have to relive that. I will say the house that we're going to be moving to in Maryland, the their real estate agent was like, they've had sump pumps put in in the grass. I'm like, that's fantastic. I love <laughs> sump pumps. I'm never buying a house that doesn't have a sump pump because I have, I have learned the lesson the hard way.
0: Oh, so funny, and I mean, so expensive and painful, and yet so funny to hear retrospect but here's the thing natalie you put all this effort into this house and it's now better for the next people who are gonna inhabit it correct
1: yeah and i'm trying to i i'm trying to like not think about it too much like actually in early february we thought we were gonna sell it kind of sooner than we thought we then it what has ended up and i actually found like i found people who like wanted to buy it and were submitting us a written offer Tracy, I cried for like two days. I was just like bawling my eyes. I was like, "Move! This is our house, and we brought Pippa home to it, and we had the flood in the basement, and we had the window put in, and we're leaving this house." So it's entirely possible that I may have another meltdown when it's finally time to leave this house. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll. I guess we'll see. But. I'm, I'm trying to like not think about it too much. We actually have done a lot to this house and it's now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, we actually are going to leave this house. This is awful, but
0: it's okay. It's all right. It'll yeah. be good. I love you, Natalie. Thanks for your time.
1: Thank you.